Mesdames et messieurs, bonsoir et bienvenue à un nouvel épisode de Podcast d'un certain âge. Dans cet épisode spécial, nous allons parler du plus grand concours de chansons du monde, qui est bien sûr le concours Eurovision de la chanson. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to a new episode of Podcast of a certain age. In this special episode, we are going to be talking about the biggest song contest in the world, which of course is the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm. So tonight, the pop gays will be telling everyone about three Eurovision songs of their choice. First, we will be talking about our Douzepois choices from the 2022 entries to the contest, which of course is taking place in Turin in Italy after Maniskin triumphed in last year's contest in Rotterdam. Then each of us will be revealing our favourite entries from a previous contest of our choice. And with 65 different contests to choose from, it's bound to be a mix of old and new. And finally, we will be throwing our support behind the United Kingdom. And my goodness, we need all the help we can get by telling everyone one of our favourite UK entries from yesterday. So before we start with all the political voting, this is just to remind you that you can find all of our other episodes on your podcast provider of choice. Just search for Pop Gaze of a Certain Age. You can also follow us on our Twitter page at Pop Gaze, where we have our daily breakfast bangers, our midday movers, and let's have a heated debate, as well as our weekly music playlist. So without any further ado, I declare this special Eurovision Song Contest episode to be open. I was very impressed by that French at the start. I was like, oh la la, monsieur. He is a bilingual homosexual. Oh my days. (laughs) I was going to say probably 10 points for translation, nil point for accent. There was just just five faces going like this. Gagged faces. Yeah. (laughs) I was not prepared. Anyway, I know with 100% certainty that all of you who are gathered here this evening are wondering to yourselves, if I was to enter the Eurovision Song Contest, what would the song be called? And my fellow pop gays, I can tell you that I have the answers here right up my sleeve. Oh my God, how exciting. Uh-huh. I've been doing some extensive research on the internet for each and every one of you, and all is going to be revealed throughout the duration of this episode. And with that lovely segue... Let's go over to our first pop gay for this evening. And I can tell you that his song title for entering Eurovision is called DJ Hold Me. Any guesses, anyone? Oh, that could be any of us. I think it's Jason with his cat because it's like, the cat's just appeared on screen. So yeah, G- DJ Hold Me. I think it's, I think that's a clue. DJ Pussy Hold Me. That's not something we, we really want. <laughs> DJ Hold Me is Paul's entry. Paul? It's me. Oh my <laughs> days. I'm excited. Let me just tell you, I was not prepared and ready for that like marvelous introduction. Lee, you got to up your game. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to say about that. I'm afraid. That was really sexy. Really? Yeah, it was lovely. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So before we get to your song choices, Paul, do you have a fun and inverted commas Eurovision fact to bestow upon us? I do. I do have it. And it is about Norway, everybody. So Norway is the unluckiest of all Eurovision entrants and can be found at the bottom of the scoreboard as many as 11 times. Oh, dear. 
Uh, they unfortunately came last in 1963, 69, 74, 76, 78, 81, 90, 97, <laughs> 2001, 2004, and in the grand final of 2012. Oh, they didn't really mind about 69. They were like, Ooh. 69. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come in at the bottom. <laughs> Nevertheless, they also won three times in 85, 95, and 2009. God loves a trier. Oh. I honestly assumed it would have been us that, that had come bottom most. We were the biggest bottoms. <laughs> 2009 was that Alexander Ryback? I'm going to say potentially. Oh, the little dude with the, with the banjo. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm, I think I know which one you mean. I think, no. it, was, I think it was the other dude. Yeah. can't remember his name, but he sung this very slow, kind of ballady type tune. I'm sure there is a Eurovision nerd that's going to listen to this that will give us all of the facts that we might not pick up on. So we welcome that. We welcome the the, the knowledge. <laughs> uh, I specifically do. Um, yeah. So I, I do love Eurovision. I remember loving it as a kid. Because I remember, like, when Katrina and the Waves won and stuff like that. And then I kind of, like, didn't watch it for a little while. And then I did pick up on it again. And I'm kind of just falling in love with it all over again. Like, every year, even though, you know, it's as much as people go, oh, it's political and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so every country doesn't really like us very much. But to be fair, we haven't put out very many. In the more recent years, we've not put out, like, absolute bangers, which I would love to happen. So getting to my first point, my first song that I love from this year, I think this is a bit of a mixed bag actually, because I've only managed to find like seven or eight songs that I actually genuinely do like mm-hmm. from the whole list. Now, this is one that will will be in the semi-finals, and I really, really do hope it does make it to the finals, because when you listen to it, it's a bit of an understated um, dance banger, and it's from the Czech Republic, and it's by We Are Dormy. I think I've said that right. And the song is called Lights Off. Where are you now when I missed you? You're sailing around in my peripheral. Where are you now? Where are you now? Where are you now? If you've not heard it, it's really good. It's like, um, it's kind of like a nice little dance track, actually. It's the banger that I need. Do you know what I mean? I need something that's just going to be there, that's going to give me life. And there'll be decent mixes of it, I'm sure. Mm. But I just I just genuinely really like the song. If you go onto the Univision website, it describes their music as an alternative electro-pop with hints of indie. Uh-huh. It's really cool. It's genuinely really cool. It starts off like a little bit understated, but then picks up. And I just hope it doesn't slip under the radar. That that was one of my s- sort of spare guesses, spare choices. For a song? Yes, because it is. It's a bit 80s, a bit 90s, a bit... bit, bit um, yeah, doing that with my hands doesn't. It's not going to help. <laughs> it's synthy poppy, electric poppy. <laughs> no, no, but you get your glow sticks out, and you just yeah. But I just I think it's it's really it's not, for a lot of the tracks this year. There, there probably is about eight, maybe nine maximum that I, I genuinely do like. Then there's probably about five or six where I kind of go yeah, okay, and then the rest of it I'm a bit like, oh my god, what has happened? Where's where's the fun? Where's the joy? 
but yeah, so that that is my um, that's my 2022 favorite of the year. And I must admit, I, I don't think I can really remember any of the Czech Republic songs from previous years. So no, none come to mind. <laughs> no, it doesn't 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 board well. So I really do hope it's a good year for them. Well, I looked it up on UnivisionWorld.com, and I'm afraid it's placed 31st on the in the top 40 or whatever it is. Top 40 this year. So how many how many usually make it? Is it the 20 is it 26 that make it to the final? 25, 26, yeah. 25, yeah, 26. Similar. That makes yeah. me feel really sad. So I really hope like everyone stops being douchebags and they vote from. Who votes for the to get into the final? People. 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 Yeah. Right. There's there's a judge's vote and also a people's vote, isn't there? For um both the semi-finals and also yes. the, yeah. Yeah, because the judges are normally score the live rehearsals. Who were our judges? Like, we have, like, really random judges sometimes. And sometimes I kind of go, why have you been picked for this? Wait, didn't we have Tom Aspel and Little Boots last year? In Mich- oh, did we really? Yeah, and... Oh, that's pretty cool. I want to say either Beverly Knight or Michelle Gale, someone like that. Someone who's, like, a black British singer from the 90s. <laughs> I like that. Somebody random, like, Eternal. Just, like, two of them. Kelly Bryant. Yeah, and Louise, <laughs> oh, not the other two. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, what about your favourite song from a previous contest? Okay, so it was from 2015, so I think it was the year of building the bridges. Amazing. That was an amazing year. It was such a good year. And my favourite from that year was by Aminata, and it was called Love Injected. Latvia. 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 It was Latvia. Yes. And it's um, just it... Do you honestly, honestly, I tweeted that night saying I absolutely loved Aminata and Ruth Lorenzo liked my tweet and I almost wet myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. It was incredible. Like she came on and I was like, oh my god, this woman is beautiful. She's stunning. Oh, stunning. The song itself, it is a ballad in a way, but it's so haunting. And then it kicks in. And then I'm just driving in my car and I am singing it so loud. And I am shouting at people like, <laughs> this song is brilliant. I just can't, can't help but just like sing it. And then I start belting out and she had that red dress on. And she, oh my God, it was just beautiful. And the thing is, they, they did some amazing dance remixes to it as well. Oh, oh well, I'll have to check those out. We're all trying to remember how great the UK can be when it comes to Eurovision because we have had moments of greatness over the years. So what's your UK choice from the past? Do you know what? I was thinking, oh my God, do I go like way into the past or do I just go a little bit more recent past? And I think, honestly, because I'm genuinely still not over the massive misjustice that this entrant got. I'm not one of these that's like a fan of ugh, those like really wanky. There was one where it was a schoolboy and he was just like, what did you learn in school today? I'm not about that. Uh... Because we are a country 
that has a wealth <laughs> of talent, not just singers, but music producers and writers. So why would we send crap like that? So for the first time in a long time, we sent someone who A, can really, really sing, B, is very beautiful, and now she's doing very well on the West End. And I've gone with Lucy Jones, Never Give Up On You. song yeah Good applause amazing choice good vocal performance on the night wasn't it oh mm. my god she outsang everyone that night and do you know what the production of it was really simple but that's all it required she had this beautiful i think it was a red dress on she had the big screens behind her and it was just all the gold visuals and it was just stunning it didn't need this mass production because the song was just so lovely it was a beautiful ballad but the way she sang it she just shit all over everybody that night and the fact that she did not she did not do as well as what she definitely deserved makes me want to punch a dolphin in the face <gasps> she did <laughs> not a dolphin they're so intelligent they'll know they'll hunt you down yeah. crush a creep or jump up a doll's house <laughs> she received 111 points that is like the most we've received by far in eons but she was still 15th yeah yeah that's what i mean i don't get it she should have been in the top five and it really frustrates me the thing is that's got another banging remix as well i think it's seventh heaven oh my god the seventh heaven remix to that is absolute genius it is it's so good and yeah. it's perfect again oh. if you're in your car and it's a nice sunny day and you're wanting people to pay attention to the fact that you are looking fabulous in your car bang that track on and just sing it out to people because they will look and they will appreciate. And if you don't appreciate, get your head sorted out. Especially at traffic lights when you pulled up. If you scream it, scream it really loud at them. Yeah. I'm going to shame. I'm going to shame that person. I will eyeball the car that's next to me and I will perform to them. <laughs> and then they will carry on with their day and think, oh my God, what have I just witnessed? I will snatch the shopping out of that old woman's hand until she has appreciated my performance. <laughs> throwing is... some cash at me like this. <laughs> yeah. I just. I think it's an incredible song and it's an incredible remix. It is yeah. a banging remix. Going back to that one you mentioned about Heartbeat by Latvia. Uh, yes. It was actually written by Aminata. Oh, oh sure. Oh. So that's why probably the same vibe that you uh, felt. Yeah, no wonder. She oh, wrote really it. Clever. Oh, well, good. I'm glad she did. Because yeah. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's my choices. Great. Thanks for that. Shall we let another pop gate onto the world stage? Oh, we should. I think, I think we shall. Um, and I can tell you that the song title for the next pop gay for entering Eurovision is called He Hopes You're a Cowboy. Oh, <laughs> see, I thought that would have been mine. <laughs> and it is. Would anyone like to guess first before I just come out and say it? Is it me? Me. So, I'm me, afraid me, it's me, not me. you, Reese. Oh, it's Lee. I think Lee likes some cowboy style. It's Lee. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> 
I have been ridden once or twice. Cowboy style. Yes. Yes. Sad a lot. So, so would you like my fact first? Yes, please. Okay. So, in 1998, Ulrika Kaka Johnson provided a controversial moment when she called in the votes from the Netherlands. The Dutch spokesperson Connie van der Boos. Boss? Connie, Connie van der Boos or whatever. Let's um, Bolsack. <laughs> Connie van der Bolsack declared that her heart went out to all the performers because she knew how they felt having taken part in the competition itself. Ulrika was then heard to give the extremely catty reply, a long time ago, was it? Um, however, the truth is that Connie had said long ago first, but her comment was drowned out by noise in the arena. Terry Wogan and Ulrika Johnson went on to be voted as the most popular presenters of the 1990s. I'd completely forgotten that she did. Yeah. She, she hosted in um, Birmingham in 1998. Completely forgot. And I remember the drama caused by that comment, because everybody was basically saying, Ulrika, you are one catty bitch. <laughs> you know? Oh. And it was a bit unfair on her, because apparently she was just repeating what the women had said to her all along, and I only found that out Literally last week. So there you go. You've been doing your research, haven't you, Graham? You've taken this seriously. Oh, well, you had to. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. So, I, so I would imagine that probably she, she, she would have. Um, she's she's multilingual, isn't she, Eureka? She she speaks a number of yeah different yeah. languages. I don't remember at all anything of her being in in um, Eurovision. I think I I think I remember it because yeah, it would have been Birmingham. I think. The year after, because it was in Marnie, I think that that entered for us. Um, so I do remember it being in Birmingham. I really, I really enjoyed that year as well. Yeah, that that's all I've got to say about that. Carry on. I watched the, the 1998 Eurovision recently. It's, it was back in the day where everybody still appeared in tuxedos. You know, they all sat down oh. and they clapped five times between each song, you know. And I remember, <laughs> you know, it's not just flag wavers and piss heads and people jumping about like loonies on the telly, as you see these days. Um, and I just remember it being super British. Like, the, the be- very, very kind of evening at the BBC. Mm, good evening. We've just never got it right since, have we? Let's be honest. Yeah, and it, and it kind of makes me think, I mean, now that it's evolved into something else, what would what would the BBC Eurovision be like these days? Who would present it? Exactly, would Graham Norton? Oh, I else? know, but we need we'd need somebody. Else. We need like Alison Hammond. No, Alison Hammond, Emma Willis. She's always good. Oh, she's... yeah, they'll get her on. They'll get <laughs> Scott Mills on. Who else? Oh no, Emma Bunton. She's probably not doing much. <laughs> oh, but I just I watched it the other week when they did that that Manchester gig or that Ukrainian gig. She kept like fumbling her words a lot. I think the pressure of live was a bit too much for her. She probably hasn't done live in a while. No. <laughs> anyway, Lee, what is your favorite choice for 2022? Oh, well, well, Eurovision, I have to say, not really been a fan of Eurovision these last couple of decades. It was a big thing when I was a kid. The whole family used to watch it. We used to sit down and we used to like write out who we like. And I remember being a kid and falling asleep halfway through it because it just went on for about two days, didn't it? And you were like going, oh, God. Um, so I had to go through the entrance for this year and go through. So I did the, the YouTube 30 second thing. Yeah, no, yeah, no. So my choice for this year um, is from Malta and it is Emma Muscat with I Am What I Am.
Oh, yes. Mm. So this is quite, it's a bit, she sat at a piano, it's, it starts off slow, then it turns into kind of like a bit of a rousing. Do you know, it reminds me of um, a bit like Fight Song by Rachel Platten, that kind of like, mm. you know, woo, big up yourself, so kind of um, plinky plonky. Bit of a Kelly Clarkson empowerment vibe, is it? Yeah, a bit gospelly in places, I think, is it not? Yeah, choir comes in. Yeah. She's got lovely hair. She's sat at the piano. Malta, Malta usually do send, like, they do all right, actually, Malta, usually. I know they've sent, like, same, whenever they've done well with someone, every now and again, they drag them back out again for try and do well again. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's shove that woman who's got, like, a big powerful voice and forgot what she's called, but she's done it about four times for them. I was going to say, I think it's one of those countries that only has a few, well, big singers, so they'll they'll rotate. Them. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, she it sounds very nice. It's not. So I went through them, and I, I kind of was like immediately drawn to the really like doof doof dance tracks, and then the ones that talk about eating minge instead of salad. Um, but. <laughs> um, uh, but then I thought, no, I like this one. That's one that I would listen to on its own as a standalone. I might have to have a, a re-listen to it then, because it obviously didn't grab my attention first time around. Well, it'll be on our playlist, so it'll be lovely. It will be. Yeah. Yeah, it will have, it will have just listened to it now. So you know, whatever. Um so yeah. So that... <laughs> oh, there it is right now. There it is mm. just now in the background. <laughs> oh, I do like it. Um so yeah, that that's my current choice um of okay. um yeah. So what do you want next? What would you like next? Uh, your favourite entry from a previous Eurovision from years gone by. Oh, okay. Right. So I'm I'm sticking I'm sticking with this country, the, the UK. So and I'm going back, I'm going back in time, pre some of the births of some of the pop gays, but I'm going back to 1982 and I'm going to Bardo and One Step Further. Good song. Oh, I think it's just before I was born, so I'll have to listen to that one. Now, to be fair, if you watch performances of them, they look a little bit incestuous. They look very similar. They both have same hairstyle. It's a boy and a girl, just to kind of make that clear. Um, um, <laughs> I I was that girl for about a month after Eurovision um, in the playground at school um, <laughs> with, a, with a lovely shiny brown bob. Um, I think on the night... It ended up seventh out of all of the entrants with 76 points. And Luxembourg and Austria both gave us 12 points. Oh, thank you. Well, my, my note is it took place in Harrogate. Oh, really? Yes, and the host was Jan Leeming. Wow, bugger me, Harrogate. Indeed, because Bugs Fez won it the year before. I've never been to Harrogate, but I've heard it to do like nice scones and stuff like that. I don't think they did it in Betty's tea rooms. I don't think there was enough room. 
That would be a very British thing. Serving, serving scones with jam and cream to all the contestants. <laughs> yeah. Well, one step closer is very pop. It, it unlike entries nowadays, it it peaked at number two in the actual singles charts in the UK, and it's proper camp pop um, and just awesome. And I am the girl and the boy. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. T- yeah, I am them together. So if you haven't heard it, please go check it out. We are going to get a really good playlist from this. A playlist of bangers. Yeah, I like the I like the mix of old and new. Old yeah, and, yeah. Ones from way back and ones from recent. Yeah. Now, my my sort of choice for any year, any country. This could be controversial, but I stand by it because it's a bloody good banger of a song. Bless them. The Eurovision gods were not with them that evening. Oh no! <laughs> I know what they managed. baby, <laughs> cry to me, baby. Don't be stealing my thunder, but it is. It's Gemini and cry, baby. I remember I was in university that year with my boyfriend, short-lived boyfriend at the time. We were sitting there watching the British like selection process and thought, that song is so crap, it's got to be our Eurovision entry. I really want it. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, a bargain basement, H and Claire. We yeah. really need to send them, don't we? <laughs> the girl looked really, she had like nice jeans and a nice sparkly top, strappy sandals, and he looked like um, Tin Ed off Hollyoaks or Biff. Bomed. <laughs> Bomhead off, but yeah. Boris Johnson here. Yes, he did. Were they um brother and sister? No, no, they weren't. I get, I get very same difference vibes. Yes, yeah, but no, they weren't. You know, on the night they were sabotaged. Their sound was crap, and they sang off tune. Were they sabotaged? Yes, yeah. Were they sabotaged? <laughs> yes. Were they? Because even What's the Face got a microphone stole off for one year and they gave her another chance for it sing. So surely they tanked with their equipment. They 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 were robbed and it was such a shame. And for for that performance, they got zero. Nil point. That was the first time we ever got nil, wasn't it? Yes. It was. Yeah, it was the first time that we'd ever we we'd even we'd even like had like three at one point. And then they started this trend. We didn't want this trend. Yeah. We didn't want it. It's all thanks to Gemini, the song that you've picked. But it's a banger, and I still play it to this day, and there are some awesome sort of really camp mixes of it. And I just want to know where what happened to them. I think we had them killed. I think that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what happened to one of them. Should I tell you? Oh. Yes, yes. The girl, the one with the lovely hair and couldn't sing for toffee, um, she was called Abby, apparently. And she was actually arrested oh. and sent, and she was sentenced for social security fraud in 2016. Oh, oh Abby. Oh, and apparently she was claiming she was a single mother that had been married in the Algarve in 2013. And there she was living with her husband and scamming the social. 
So, and apparently she was given a 30-week prison sentence, suspended for one year, and put on a supervision order for one year. Well, this is what the wickedness of the Eurovision. But you know what? Apparently Louis Walsh at the time said it was a disgrace and so out of tune that they deserved to be last. And do you know what actually happened? Following their performance, their dressing room at Eurovision was broken into and vandalised. Who did that in Harrogate? Who did that in Betty's tea room? Chucking scones around? <laughs> That's not funny. I don't think Louis Walsh can talk about anybody. He did think Jedward were good, didn't he? He put them through to his group's category. Oh. So, you know, it, it does, yeah. Let's not throw knives, Louis. I'm going hashtag justice for Gemini. That <laughs> is... Remember to spell Gemini with a J, guys. With a Get J, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. We'll move on to a third pop game of the evening. And the song title is... Now, this might be quite... It sounds quite calming. It's called Lullaby of My Moods. Oh, oh! I was going to say it's Jason. It's Jason. Ooh. Oh. oh, I knew that was Jason. Well, I have, I have been told my voice can you know, send people to sleep, but... <laughs> no, it's lovely. <laughs> but in, in terms of Eurovision, maybe I need a bit more of a, an upbeat tone. Anyway, how about your fact, your Eurovision fact? I think yours is another catty presenter moment, is it not? It's, I think it is, and I'm kind of delving into the depths here. So my fun fact is back in 1977, which is probably before quite a few of everyone here, the presenter, Angela Rippon, was put under pressure when the Dutch spokesperson stated that the Netherlands should have six points instead of the five that was listed on the scoreboard. With the scrutineers checking the results, the spokesperson offered to continue with the votes, which she replied in agreement. Why don't we just let them sort their problems out and you give us your votes, okay? I, I love it. I love it when the presenters get really catty back to the people who've given out the oh look, I'm not in the mood for you. Just 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 let me do my job, please. <laughs> you wouldn't mess around with Angela Rippon either. She'd punch you. She looks the type. Mm. Well she would. But I've seen put it this way, she's doing what rip off Britain at the moment, is she not? You know, she's going around grabbing these people by the throat and saying, Hi. You charged an extra 15p, laddie. (laughs) (laughs) She was in some YouTube video recently, Angela Rippon, about that very night. And apparently this was back in the day before there was even so much as an autocue. So apparently she was just like flung right out in front of the audience and she was practically just winging it. Wow. Winging it as you you go. And there's a a part of it where she says, I had to look for like a red light and a camera. And then when I get out on the stage, there was about 100 cameras. So there's about 20 seconds of me looking gormless, you know, trying to find (laughs) the camera and then I eventually find it. So this was way back way back before the Eurovision. And in fact, they used to have problems all the time back in the day, didn't they? With like mm. the connection going down and all sorts of stuff. But the thing is, I used to always love when they were doing the voting, the voting, you can always imagine someone behind the board trying to turn like the cube <laughs> with, with the numbers were on as they try to turn them. But it's like, we're now going to have the jury, the, the votes from whatever jury it was. And all of a sudden it's like, a picture would appear and it'd all be that 30 second delay. <laughs> the satellite. <laughs> Or it's completely wrong country. <laughs> Isn't Angela Rippon that woman that does that programme in Gloria Ronifuge and that other woman? Yeah, Rip Off Britain. Have we, have we just had a Eurovision delay there with Paul? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, what's your douze point choice? My douze point? For this year. For cette année? <laughs> well done, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Uh, I can't oh, hear yeah, I can't really do my, my fake French. Um, but my current year, this year I've, cho- I've went for Croatia and it's a singer called Mia Dimzik 
obviously we hope that's how it's pronounced, uh, and it's called Guilty Pleasure. I'm with him and you're a secret treasure, he's a fortune, and you're a guilty pleasure. I did the same as Lee. I went through the the whole forty song kind of thirty second clip all the way through, and there was some that I kind of kind of pulled and thought, right, okay, I'll stick in my Spotify playlist, and then from that I then looked at what the rest of them were. But the reason I kind of like this is she's singing in English. It's just her. She's got a guitar. To me, it feels very current. It's very stripped back. It's talking about guilty pleasure, and it's just her sitting on the stage, and it's very simple, and that's what I liked about it. Is she pulling flags out of her pussy? Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm sure, but there is. But in the video, I think there is a chap dancing around. Why are you obsessed with it? <laughs> you were late to the meeting. We've been discussing other things. Oh well, I'm glad we're a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's wondering what we talk about when the, the cord button's not been pressed, and, and, and the warm up before we start. <laughs> hey, that, her, her hits now will immediately shoot up for her video because I'm going. Oh my god, there's a woman pulling flags out of her JJ. because them gays said it on the podcast. <laughs> There are at least 50 more hits <laughs> on that. <laughs> but no, it's very, very simple. And the way, the, the way she dresses and the way she looks and carries herself, it's just, she's very comfortable. And that's what I quite liked about it. It's not forced. Whereas some of them, when you look at the videos, you're thinking, they've overdone the dance routine because the singer can't dance. They've created too much for the stage and they're only allowed six, seven people on stage. I think it's five now. Yeah, I'm sure it's five now. Is it five? Possibly. Plus the singer. I just like it. It's just simple. So she's wearing a pair of Crocs and an old tracksuit, is she? Is that, is that what... Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the role is still in. <laughs> this year's contest is like pretty heavy on, I would call, quite laid back, melodic, not quite ballads, not quite bangers type thing. Yeah. And this was a song, and I'm glad you mentioned it to me because this was a song that I kind of wrongly discounted because, you know, it's not one of these songs that slaps you in the face and says, listen to me. Aye. But when you go back and you actually do listen to it, it's actually gorgeous. It's actually a really, really lovely song. It's just really, really simple. And it kind of trend just now where when you go through all the new entries, you know, new music Friday on hashtag Spotify, it's very similar to what's been released at the moment. And that's what I kind of like to it because it feels current. Mm. Yeah. Whereas normally we go for a cheesy pop dance. We all like a bit of that. Absolutely. But she shows we're so diverse. We like a, a nice down-tempo stripped back affair also, don't we? Absolutely. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping there is going to be a dance remix of it because I think it would actually work well. <laughs> but there we go. That's so this year Indeed. I'm going for Croatia, my guilty pleasure. Great choice. And what about your favourite entry from a previous year then, Jason? Okay, so from a previous year, I chose an almost was, because it got knocked out in the semi-final. So my chosen song is from 2006, and that would have been in Greece, I think it was. Was it Greece? I think we're hosting it that it year. in Athens, yeah. And it was the Belgian entry by Kate Ryan, Jitador. Jitador. 
Ooh. And honestly, honestly, they, that woman should have got through. That woman should have got through. She was she was robbed. Absolutely yeah. robbed. No, this is a total banger, this one. This one it is, is just... It is, absolutely. And the thing, and the thing is, if you're a little bit tipsy, rather than singing je door, you end up singing shut that door. <laughs> so just because it's just how it is. But when she appeared on stage, I actually thought it was one of the characters from Footballer's Wives. She just had that look <laughs> when she came on. <laughs> yeah, Kate Ryan does have that kind of look. She did, She's... she did. The thing is, it was such a cracking song on the night. And I remember literally howling and dancing around the living room when that came on. And the thing that really pissed me off was when she didn't get through. I was like, she, that woman is robbed. This was the year that, or back in the day, where there was only one semi-final. Ah. Um, and it was actually really quite difficult to get through. So there was a semi-final. There was 23 songs in the semi-final and only 10 got through. So more songs didn't get through than got through. But it was interesting. Her song, according to Wiki, was the 999th song to be performed in Eurovision. Ooh, oh, no way. So you're like, oh, my God, is that how many songs I've listened to over the years? Just to that point. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite mental. She came kind of 12th and her final points were 69. Oh, wow. Good number. Oi, oi. Yeah. Good position. But she was robbed, absolutely robbed. But a, a friend of mine who is from Belgium, said that one of the things that threw her off on the night was they changed her dance routine two days before. Um, see, so, you can't be messing about with the choreography that soon. You know what I mean? You can make one or two changes, but not the whole routine. No. This was the whole routine. She needed to stand up for herself and say, no, oh, do you know what I would have just done? The original choreography. And I would have just <laughs> thrown everybody off. And I would have just been like, well, it's about me anyway. So I'm just going <laughs> to dance my steps. You all dance your own steps. See you later. <laughs> That is what she needed to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so... Anyway. Yes. Yeah, so it was, yeah, so the UK needs all the help it gets. What we're saying is, remind us all of why the UK is brilliant at Eurovision, really. I'm going to go back further, and I'm going to go to 1969. Oh, oh my days. Okay, none of us were born then. 1969, back to a little sunny city called Madrid, where four artists had joint place. And this song lives permanently in my playlist by Lulu. Boom, bang, a bang. When you look back at the video of Lulu singing that song, you think, my God, how long has that woman been around? She's, she's <laughs> never changed. She looks the same. Is she Scottish? Is she Canadian? Is she Australian? What is she? It depends what TV show she's on. Yeah. Exactly. She's definitely from Glasgow, but it's bloody hell. She's, God knows. She ain't got a Glaswegian accent. Exactly. Even I've got a better Glaswegian accent. <laughs> and she puts it on and she sounds even broader than I do. Yes. Yes. Those were the Eurovision entries that made, that were like proper Eurovision that made absolutely no sense. That were like, Ding-a-ling-a-ding-a-dong. That was kind of, um, yeah, boom-bang-a-bang. But it was cute and it was campy and it was fun. 
it's my heart goes boom, bang, a bang, boom, bang, a bang when you are near. You know, it's just it's just nonsense. It's fantastic nonsense. She had a pacemaker fitted after that. It was a cry for help. <laughs> Thank God it didn't go boom, diddy, boom, diddy, boom. <laughs> but do you know? Do you know? Do you know how many final points that she came in one uh, first place? He was something like twelve or something stupid. Eighteen. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Eighteen points. How many entrants were there that year? Like ten, <laughs> probably. One <laughs> thing is, the back when it first started, was only like eight countries or something. And for the time the top marks you could give, a country was like five. Yeah. But what happened ah, then? Okay. So did you say like four four countries came top? Yes, because they, they all had joint first place. Yeah, but what happened? Like, who won? Who like who officially got to host the next one? Then oh, I don't know. <gasps> they should have done like a, a fight. They should have just fought. You know what yeah, I mean? They put them in a Greek amphitheater and <laughs> a Eurovision death match. Oh, where did you <laughs> where did you say they were in Madrid? Yes. Bulls. <gasps> they should have done a bull fight. A bull fight. So. <laughs> Well, the year after 1970 was in Amsterdam, oh, the Netherlands. So the Netherlands. Oh, so it. did they just mm. did they just choose like a, a a hosting country then? Well, the Netherlands was one of the winners, wasn't it? What was yeah. it? Yeah, oh. UK, Spain, Netherlands, and oh, France. Netherlands. You mean those Dutch? Those fucking Netherlands. <laughs> oh, those Dutch. <laughs> Funnily enough, one of our favourite artists won that 1970. That was Dana. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh Dana. Dana. All kinds of everything me of you. That Did she not win it twice, Dana? I have no idea. I think she entered it twice. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there you go. Those are mine. <laughs> With a wee bit of Lulu thrown in for good measure. Oh, well, thank, thank you, Jason, for taking us way, 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 way back to before any of us were born. It's a dark age, Jason. Indeed. So let's go over to the fourth pop gay of the evening and the last one I think of part one and the song title that he will be entering is simply sexily I think called Heat oh, oh my god it's Tim it is Tim it's Tim it is he's Tim he's it's because he's been spreading his heat all over Manchester this afternoon <laughs> getting his getting his wedding photos done just getting that, mm. that 30 inch everywhere <laughs> I can't believe that's still getting bigger. It's just like, <laughs> every episode now, it's just getting bigger and bigger. It's got its own webpage. <laughs> it, it needs several to fit it on. <laughs> it's currently hosting the Eurovision flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dears. Anyway, hot Tim, what's your fact? Okay, the fact during a live show. Things sometimes take longer than expected. At that moment, the hosts have to improvise, as famously happened in both 1998 and 2004, when the winners took their time to reach the stage. In the case of Dana International, she decided to change costume at the very moment she was due to appear, living up to the title of her winning song, Diva. And wasn't it some like kind of like peacock outfit she came out on and she totted on stage and dropped the dropped the trophy? <gasps> broke it. Was that not the year after when she handed it out? Oh, it might have been. Yeah, I think you're right. The thing is, as well, the way the, the way the scoring goes, she clearly knew she was going to win as well. Because you know what I mean? Because there's always a front runner. <laughs> yeah, she just wanted to drag it out. She did, but they did drag it out. Literally, but they, they was, she, was she not wearing a jacket that had like almost like feathers? Yeah, rainbow yeah. feathers. Like a peacock. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
it was bonkers and she was bonkers let's face it <laughs> cracking really song was. though and then obviously next time she got disqualified but hey why did she get disqualified yeah she changed the backing track oh she, she, she almost did a fire cycle and changed her song did oh. she yeah Tim, tell us the song that you're backing in the 2022 contest, please. Right, so I sort of compile a Eurovision playlist that I know some pop gays borrow. Paul's pointing at me. You better go for the one that I didn't go for, so you better go for it. (laughs) And it's one of the first songs I heard that went on the playlist, and it's by Moldova. (laughs) What is it? What's it called? (laughs) Silence. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that much about Eurovision. We're like, what is it? Tim, I want you to pronounce it. Come on, do your best. It's um, Trench Trelutul, I think it's called, um, by Zidob Zidob Singh Zidob. and gave that wolf a banana but you didn't because because i thought you would choose it oh what oh, yes i know you like it i absolutely love it <laughs> i know you do um okay so i'm gonna have to listen to moldova now because i don't think i've paid attention to that one either absolutely bonkers what's the name of the song sorry you tell or something like that but like there's fiddles like you can't understand the word like it, it, it's done in their foreign tongue is that uh, native that's language it, native tongue that's right yeah and the only two words you can understand is hey ho let's go it's just absolutely bonkers and oh just give me a big smile on my face and when i first heard it oh i can't what what, what are they called the dob z dub in fratje Advahov. Now, apparently, it's the onomatopoeia sound of a drumbeat. Zadob, Zadub. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. I, I think I've found it. Trenolittle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't say it, but yeah. Bunica bait toba. I absolutely love it. It's got a it's got a picture of a train on the cover, so maybe they're singing about a train. Yeah, I think I think that his official video is not on a train, is it? I'm sure it is. Probably. And I think what I do love about like Apple Music, you can actually in some most of the songs now, you can actually get it where it plays the lyrics to you. So the Hey Ho, Let's Go is the I think the only English. The rest of it is in, in their own language. Yes. Oh no, rock and roll. I understand rock and roll. Oh yeah. That's all I get. Do they still do that? You know, so when regardless of whoever won. They used to like do it in their own native tongue, and then they used to do it in English again afterwards, didn't they? Do they still do that? I think it's literally just you sing. They sing in whatever they, what they want to sing in. Mm. Most of the songs are in English these days. That's the thing. Most of them are. Mm. Yeah, that's why I really enjoyed Italy that time. I think me and spoke about it because she actually flipped between the uh, her Italian mm. singing, and then it was just it was very beautiful. But I think the song was just really, really stunning. But I think a lot more countries now are actually singing in. 
because a lot of them sing in French as well, don't they? Because some of them are French speaking mm. as well. Yeah, so there's, yeah. there's a lot more that are choosing to, to sing in their own. It is language. I'm saying it right, Santa. Their own language. The native tongue. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought I was making that up then. Anyway, Tim, what's your choice from a previous year's Eurovision? What gets your deuce point from all the Eurovisions of a go? I don't know if I dare say anything because Paul's judging me. Oh my God, this can go anywhere, can't it? Come on. Right. It's all the way back 1993. <gasps> mm-hmm. Okay. British Eurovision entry. Oh. Um, it's by Sonia. Better than ever, you know. <laughs> Oh, right, okay, no, I I I endorse it because it is a really cute track. It is That's lovely. It's cute, it's bubbly. She's in this purple like cat suit thing with a and, big massive um, arm. Okay. Before she has surgery and. <gasps> this has not been. This has not been confirmed, Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sonia. You know, I just put that out there. But it yeah, is, yeah. It's a very typical Eurovision song contest song. It is, and I believe we came second. Yeah, we did. We did. Do you know what? That was still like a time, it, it was like it was coming to the end of its time, that genre of stuff, wasn't it, mm. really? The like kind of like early 90s, because then everything kind of switched into more um, adult pop, yeah. I suppose, rather yeah. than bubblegum pop. So yeah, it was really cute. I did it. I, I really did enjoy that song. That was one of the first years, I think, where the UK chose it's chose the singer, and then yeah. they had multiple songs oh. to choose from. Yeah, she had like twelve different songs, didn't they, over a week, yeah. and you mm-hmm. had to vote for which one you wanted the most. And it, and it wasn't it wasn't the best one of the was of, it not? of the list. No, definitely not. But it was back in the day where they still had to perform it to an orchestra. Oh. And it actually suited oh. the orchestra better than it uh, did actually right. on the record. And yeah. you know, I, I know I, this is the truth. I, she put on the performance of her life on that stage that night. And I mean, she sung the hell out of that song. She did. So there, was, there was no, you know, getting her microphone and getting the audience to, to, do, to do the verse for her. Back in those days, she belted it out. And the thing is, they were also singing live back then as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do, they, do they not sing live now? I thought they had to sing live. Well, the music was the music was still the orchestra, but they still must do a live vocal today. Mm. They have to oh. do a live vocal, but they're only changing something because of obviously Rona, the way that kind of Rona's cancelled everything, and the way that like Iceland last year never got the chance to perform because they ended up getting Rona. Lots mm. of those, so they played a recording of the rehearsal. But I'm sure they were bringing in some kind of rule where they could do part recording to it just in case in terms of vocals so that they could still have some kind of a performance that happens just in case. I'm not 100% sure on that. So I think there's elements that they can do now where before it was it was banned, there was no pre-recorded vocals allowed at all. I think because a lot of the songs these days have like kind of special effects on them and stuff, yeah. I think those bits are allowed these days, but the main sung vo- vocal needs to be sung. Tim, I want to check. So, was that your UK entry of yesteryear? 
Yes. Okay, so we've done it slightly out of order, but that's okay. We'll forgive you because you're a sexy heat team, t- Tim. Oh. I'm so excited I even got your name wrong. With my big salon. Yep. <laughs> Raise your flag a bit more, sweetie. <laughs> King Dong, let's get it on. All 10 inches, 20, 30 inches, 50. 32 now. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that, is that where UK is going to come this year? <laughs> oh. Anyway, what song do you like from another year, Tim? That's not the UK. No. Uh, for this one, I haven't gone back so far. I've gone back to 2012. Ooh. And I think as as soon as I say, we're going up, 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 Euphoria. That changed the game, I think. She laid that down and everyone just went, why are we even bothering? Because that is incredible. Her performance on the night was amazing. It was just yeah. epic. Yeah, it was. It sold the song. I cannot listen to that track. Oh, I think, really? I think because it was so overplayed and it was so overhyped, I think it took away from her performance. Something is hyped so much, regardless of how the person actually is. Where did they perform? Was it Rus- was it in Russia? Oh, I can't remember. What year was she? 2012. And That's, where was that? That was the year we sent Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. Do you know what? BBC, Pop Gazer EFL, you out. Hook us up. We will send you some information and we will tell you how to do it correct. No Engelbert <laughs> Humperdinck, no Bonnie Tyler, no Gemini. We will sort you out. All right? Sorry, Lee. I know you love Gemini. We will have Gemini. <laughs> the other two corpses, that's fine. Don't, but leave them, to, let them rest in peace. But do not this JJ. No, I think, I do you know what? Um, all the clubs loved it as well with Loren. Mm. Loren, Loreen. Um, she, I remember because Hollywood, I think, was, I think Hollywood was still in Manchester in 2012. Don't quote me on it. It could have been AXM by that point. But either way, it used to literally, the whole place would just go off its nut for for the for the song as soon as it came on. It had some really good remixes as well. I think Seventh Heaven got yeah. a hold of it. Yeah, mm. probably. They did a really good job. And then but the, th- the thing is, I actually preferred a lot of the other stuff that she did after. My heart was refusing me and all that kind of stuff, which was just immense. Yeah, and I, I think because that one track was so hyped, I just couldn't listen to it she, anymore. But um, other stuff was amazing. On, but you know, you know, she must have done something incredible because when um, whatever year Pietra Mead and um, Mans, what's his face, they Mons, hosted it yeah. one year, didn't they? Mons, and then they did that incredible production. I'm sorry, but it is just so incredible. And if if no one even talks about that, can we please have that on the playlist if it's available? And and also because they, the year after was when Cascada, who who did they did the same song? Were they not were they not performing for Germany? Yeah. And, and yes, yeah, glorious, yeah. And Graham Norton said a really horrible thing about her. He said, "If in case you're wondering, 
why Denise Van Outen has put a lot of weight on. <gasps> um, <gasps> it's it's not her. It's somebody called Cascada. It was really it was a really oh big comment. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? That's that's really awful. And we all put a bit of timber on over the years, don't we? Lorene also had a bit part in Fire Saga. Oh, oh yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yeah, she did. She did. And she walks down the stair, and you think, "Wow, <laughs> she yeah. looks stunning." On that note, <laughs> thank you, Tim, for your choices. No, God love you, Tim. You barely got a word in there at all. But you started us all having a nice, merry conversation. You hot bastard. <laughs> yeah, you're so hot. Um, anyway, with that, part one of our Univision special draws to a close. Oh. Oh. Come back for part two when three more of the pop gays will tell you their Eurovision choices. We'll be sharing some of your choices that you've told us about on social media, and we'll probably be having a bit of a cheat round where we'll throw in some honourable mentions here and there. And until then, please be entertained by the wonderful interval act, which is drumroll, please. Oh. Your life. Oh, au revoir, et revoir, bientôt. I think that's what I was supposed to say. Bienvenue.